I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Welcome back. Uh, we are still going through Matt's missive. Um, I don't know how he managed to watch all of these Doctor Who episodes before the 60th anniversary specials came out because I'm having trouble <laughs> watching them uh, at all. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to complete a university degree and uh, start back at work next week. So, you know, I'm a busy girl. Uh, anyway, we've come to season seven, uh, or series seven, um, the Blu-ray, which is where I've been watching them because I love them so much. Um, like they've got, you know, fun little videos on them and stuff and it's a really nice quality video. Like, you know, sometimes when you watch things on streaming, you have to watch like two or three minutes of blurry squares before it gets to kind of like high definition. And even then it's a little bit compressed a bit junky. Um, anyway, uh, so I started with the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe, which was delightful, and then rolled straight on into Asylum of the Daleks. Um, but before Asylum of the Daleks, there is, you can watch a series of little shorts called Pond Life, which is basically just Amy and Rory at home month by month. Um, I, did they go out on like streaming streaming on like YouTube or something? I don't know, but they're all written by Chris Chibnall. Um, and he's written like two episodes from the start of series seven and kind of felt like he was about to take over. Um, in, you know, after the 50th anniversary and then Moffat just kept going. Um, so I wonder if like that was when Broadchurch took off and then, you know, uh, 
I don't know. It was weird because he was doing a lot, like a lot of kind of, you know, extra stuff and a lot of, you know, um, yeah, he seemed to be involved in the series a lot until suddenly he wasn't anymore. Um, anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Asylum of the Daleks. Uh, Matt says in his missive, um, so much pre-publicity about how this was going to feature a selection of all kinds of Daleks from all eras of the show, only to be a massive disappointment on actual viewing when we saw very little of this promise. The concept, however, of a place where sick Daleks go seems a little out of keeping with the Daleks and their ethos. Surely any imperfect Dalek would simply be exterminated. Um, uh, yeah, I hear you, Matt, but the you know they did explain it in the show that they found hate beautiful. <laughs> Which is just like a glorious moment because then it's sort of uh, echoed later on when the nanobots or whatever they are are subtracting love from Amy and Rory and that's how they have their little moment. Um, being that love is the opposite of hate. It's, you know, it's really sweet. Um, uh, the Parliament of the Daleks is memorable, uh, says Matt, primarily due to the lovely new paint job for the Teletubby Daleks. Oh, the victory of the Daleks, the par- new paradigm Daleks. Um, Matt says, had they looked like this from the beginning, it's very much more possible that they'd have been around now as the dominant design. In a way, I'm kind of glad it worked out the way it did. And then, of course, we have the surprise appearance of Souffle Girl. Oh, Jenna Coleman. Um, a genuine surprise as as we all knew at this point that Jenna had been cast as the new companion, but we weren't expecting to see her quite yet. We certainly didn't expect her to die. Um, maybe she's been taking hints from Rory. <laughs> Poor Rory dies so often. Uh, it's certainly not the last time we'll see her shuffling off in such a way. Yeah. Um, Jenna Coleman was great. And like just from the beginning, like just challenging the doctor and being all up in his face uh, and you're kind of like, oh, is this going to take away from Amy and Rory? And no, because Amy and Rory are getting divorced in this episode. Um, and like, you know, and then they have their glorious moment when she, he's like, you know, I give me the, the wrist thing because, you know, we both know that I've always loved you more than you love me. And she's like, I didn't break up with you because I don't love you. I broke up with you because I love you so much. Um, And again, this is a problematic moment because she's like something that happened to her at Demon's Run when she had the baby uh, that they then stole from her. Uh, Something that they did to her meant she can no longer have children. And that's like a huge sore point and it's kind of drives them to getting divorced. I, I found that a bit weird, like that, you know, it's not until they're... Um, about to die in the Asylum of the Daleks that they uh, think that they're <laughs> they think to actually have a conversation about all of this. Um, but hey, it's a, it's a science fiction show. This is it's where you have your conversations in highly stressed environments. Um, unlike a lot of the episodes around this time, I have seen Asylum of the Daleks again and in fact, I've watched it several times. I love it. I think Nick Horan just has a really great sense of how to direct a uh, Stephen Moffat story, as does, um, we'll find Rachel Talalay later on. Uh, just really great at being able to find the story that runs through it and kind of, uh, you know, give it... Uh, the emphasis it needs. Um, but yeah, this is great. Also, uh, in this episode for two minutes in the snow is uh, 
old mate from Interstellar. That was <laughs> I've, I've been to see Interstellar twice recently at the IMAX because we haven't had an IMAX in Sydney for seven years um, or more. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, so, yeah, they've only just reopened it in the last kind of, you know, few months and they keep showing movies like old movies, like I mean, Interstellar. Uh, and yeah, so I've been to see Interstellar there twice. I've been to see the first Dune movie again. I saw Godzilla minus one there. It's amazing. I'm going to go and see Tenet next week. So yeah, if there's an, like I tried to see The Abyss there, but the it broke down. Um, but I've just been like, whenever there's an old movie uh, that they pop on there that I may or may not have seen on the big screen, uh, I just pop down and see it at the IMAX as soon as I can because, you know, this is what you got to do with your time off if you can. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, anyway, I, I really do love Asylum of the Daleks and I can see Matt being disappointed by that and I had a friend who was furious that when the Doctor is going down that corridor to find... Um, uh, Oswin, uh, who is actually a Dalek, sad. Um, that when he's going down that corridor, uh, you know, there's all the Daleks who have been casualties of the Doctor. You know, there's from Spyridon and Exelon and all these different places. And yeah, a friend of mine is like, yeah, but they didn't look like that. They were different Daleks. Um, and I have always argued that they are the same Daleks, but you know. They've been there probably for a long time and they've just changed their car. Um, it'd be like, you know, like if you think of the Dalek shell as like a, you've upgraded from a, a Verena to, <laughs> to a Corolla or something. Like, you know, we don't all drive around in the same car all the time. We change our cars. So, yes, when the Doctor faced those Daleks, they were in, the, uh, in a different suit. But now... Uh, they're in the asylum. They've just gone into a different outfit. That's all. It's a different pair of clothes. It's a different car. Like, that's that's all it is. It's still the same Daleks inside the tin. Um, if you crack them open, it's just, yeah. And that's why there weren't that many old, old, old ones. Because, you know, it's like we very rarely see old cars from the 60s and 70s, mainly because, you know, they, they can't run on unleaded petrol. But maybe there's something about the way the, the asylum works, is that those really old ones don't quite work. There's that one that we see twirling in a circle that Amy thinks is a ballerina <laughs> that's really old. And there's also the special weapons dialect kind of like hanging around. But, yeah, I just like to think that they are all the millions of uh, old Daleks. It's just that they've upgraded their outfits. They've gotten into different cars, which have also fallen into disrepair because they've been there for a very long time. Um, who knew that I was going to spend an entire episode talking about the Asylum of the Daleks, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I really like, I think the emotional beats with, with Amy and Rory really work here and, you know, there's kind of like a vague mention of Demon's Run and that Rory would love kids. and But they're still, like, you know, I feel like they're still missing the psychic scar of having this, their kid taken away from them. And now she's an adult that they know. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> more of that's Missive in the next episode. <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.